It's about time that you stop believing what I'm telling you. Some of the greatest miracles in the Bible was when, for example, Peter submitted his experience and his expertise as a fisherman to the word of faith that Jesus spoke. And Jesus met Peter at a point of frustration. Yeah. An experienced fisherman. Yeah. He said they fished all night. And didn't catch. Yeah. You talk about depression. When you've done all. You've been trained to do. What you know to do. And it comes. It fizzles in front of you. How will if a group of fishermen. Fish all night. Hallelujah. And not catch one fish. Come on. He didn't say they caught a little bit. None. I mean, I want you to go into that boat this morning and think about what you would have been thinking then. How you would have been feeling. You'll be wondering, times have changed. I remember when we used to fish all night and we can't even carry the fish. And now, it's not only that things are bad, it is really (laughs) getting bad. Not even one fish. Not even one fish. See, you read these things and read past it. Not, I keep saying it. Not even one fish. And here comes Jesus. He said, can I borrow your boat? Think about how you would have felt. You see, when you're going through frustration, that's where you don't want to be bothered. He said, can I, can I borrow your boat? I don't feel like giving right now. I don't want anybody talking to me right now. I, I, don't, I just need to fold this uh, net and park this boat and go home. I've had enough for one night. Amen. I haven't slept. I'm not interested in some evangelistic meeting. I need to park this boat and go home. That's the natural inclination. And, but for some reason, he lent Jesus his boat. And Jesus got on Peter's boat and used it as a pulpit. And he preached to the people. And when he finished, I'm sure Peter didn't hear anything he said. He was still in his frustration. He's waiting for this boring meeting to end. So he can go home and sulk. And Jesus finished and said, okay now, take your boat. Just go out a little bit and put your nets down. It's okay now, Lord. (laughs) I know you are a miracle worker. I know, but listen now. I'm a fisherman. I'm an expert. We've been doing this all our lives. And we've been out here all night long. 
and didn't catch not even one fish. You don't fish during the day. It's at night. He said, but however, because you said so. <laughs> you don't know that this is what has been ailing you, that you will read the word of God and how you feel trumps the word of God. You don't have, okay, I know how I feel, but because you said so. He said, however, at thy word. Because you said so. I understand the natural. This is why people can't get a breakthrough. You are too smart for your own good. Come on now. Huh? Amen. He said, because you said so. All right. If you said that this fish, that they will bite in broad daylight. Hmm? Okay. The Bible never told us whether Jesus was long-winded or not. He told us that Paul was long-winded. And whenever I read about Paul, I celebrate. I say, I don't care what you say about me. <laughs> Paul preached so long. You took a fellow over and died. He went down and raised him up and continued preaching. Even somebody dying would have ended this meeting. He kept... <laughs> So I don't know how long he preached. But I'm so sure the sun was shining. Amen. So this makes no sense. But because you said so. He said he thrust the boat. I wonder how many of you in this room this morning. I haven't gotten to my message, but you know how the Holy Spirit works? You see? I just looked at one of you sitting there. And as I'm be I was beginning my exhortation, the demon already set up. Wow. Immediately. Come on. You know, ain't nothing going to happen. You know, we, this is where I've been stuck. Or oh, I'm retired. I'm on fixed income. I mean, the snake is speaking. Yeah. Hey. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's why immediately God switched right here on my, uh, as I'm standing. I started talking about this because... We're in a battle. Satan does not want to lose. He can't stop the power of God. So I say, snake, he's running up and down. He's suggesting things. He's telling you that. We don't believe that. But I don't care where the snake goes. I'm coming after him. When the snake switches, the Holy Ghost switches. And we're going to dance this dance until you look up. His head is under your feet. Watch. He said, Peter obeyed because he said so. Would you obey because the altar said so? Amen. Or are you smart, too smart for your own good? Because when God delivered Israel, he had to humble them before he brought them in their inheritance. And Resurrection House, we are filled with pride. Many of you are trying to prove that you hear from God or you're anointed. It's you that don't know who you are. 
Don't you know that that's, that's what the temptation of Jesus was all about? That when God wants to bless you, Satan comes to you and wants you to prove yourself. If you're the son of God. I already know who I am. So now, they thrust out because he said so, and all of a sudden, the fish came from everywhere and got in Peter's net. You go fish all night long for at least eight to ten hours, you catch one. You thrust out based on what he said, the same river, the same boat, the same people. Okay, some of you didn't get it. I am telling you, you are at the same place. You are at the same job. You are at the same residence. You are the same. The only thing missing is that you believe the word of faith. He said they had to beckon other fishermen. I believe they were just hanging around to see what would happen. He said, man, come and help us. And they hold this thing. Watch now. And they haul this fish to the shore. And Jesus didn't even let Peter partake of the fish. He said, I've proven to you that what you know all these years and you love and you're stuck in is beneath what I'm bringing you into. He said, now leave that fish and come follow me and I will make you Can I suggest to you that the breakthrough you are, you are looking for and you think is all that? That what God has for you and who he has, he's bringing you into is much higher. Watch. So the Bible didn't tell us what happened with the fish. But it was a non-issue. At one point, one, one gospel said, Peter said, depart from me. For I'm a sinful man. He started remembering all his cussing and all his stuff, you know. You know, sailors. I'm a fisherman. And when they're fishing and the thing pricks them, he he goes, (laughs) you know. (laughs) (laughs) He said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Now watch. So you find that, that between us and a breakthrough, is our pride. And the reason the snake mills around is he's appealing to your pride. I've always reminded you of 1 Corinthians 11. Let me read it to you again. 1 Corinthians 11. Be ye followers of me, even as... Uh He says, I am following the anointed one. And the anointing he carries. Paul says, you follow me. The people were saved. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. But to get to where they're going, they need to follow the apostolic grace that God placed before them. And Paul wasn't ashamed of saying, well, well, I'm not perfect. He said, you follow me. Hallelujah. A man will not ask you to follow them except they know where they're going. Amen. Come on now. Amen. 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 
I met one Muslim that turned a Christian. I said, man, how, how did you get saved? What convinced you? He said, I went to the bus station and two buses were loading. And this one was saying, get in, get in, get in. He said, where are you going? He said, we don't know. <laughs> then he went to the other bus. They said, get in, get in. He said, where are you going? He said, we're going to heaven. And Jesus Christ is the way. So I, I, I went to the people that know where they're going. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Paul said, follow me. I said, follow Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'll say it again. He said, follow me. I said, follow Christ. You have seen enough Jesus in this room. In this house. For you to be confident that where we're going is certain. The direction is sure. The destination is sure. The power to get us there is certain. Hallelujah. Watch. He says, now praise you, brethren, that you remember me. You notice? These are the things that's missing. And you can read them and read past them. He says, you remember me? In other words, you don't come to church here and learn and hear about my covenant. And then you leave here and then start prosecuting your life as if you haven't heard anything. You have to bring what I'm teaching you in all things. Okay. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how well connected you are. You can never reach what the glory can produce. Hallelujah. Except you submit to what God has given me. I had... There are more bearers with me and one or two of you sitting in here. And I was in a room where everybody there had six-figure income. I said, I know you all are, you feel that you're rich because you got these, you know, some of them, husband, a doctor, wife, a doctor. This one's a professor. This one is this. I mean, the room was filled up with all these successful people. And I looked at them. I said, you know, you all feel pretty successful. But what the glory can produce, none of you can match. All right. You can see your tepid clapping. The glory I'm telling you about is the same glory God said that I would take a few boxes of groceries and sit it in front of 100,000 people in the stadium. And I would lift up my hands and give thanks. And he will multiply it as he did in the scriptures. And a hundred thousand people will receive food boxes. And he says you will need 12 tractor trailers. That's the glory I'm talking about. It don't matter what you can do. It don't matter what you're doing right now. The glory that I bring is powerful, mightier, stronger, greater. Hallelujah. So now, say you remember me. So you can't live here and be doing your thing. And you don't remember me. Only pride can keep you from there. 
Watch. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances. Let's read one to go. One more time. You notice he says, you keep it as not as you have reinterpreted them. Because that's what the enemy does. He doesn't want you to keep it so it will work. He wants you to dilute it so it will not work. So he'll tell you, you see there? It doesn't work. But he doesn't want you to see that you are not practicing what God taught me. I've taught you a life of God priority. God first. Before anything, God first. If you keep him first, everything comes to order. Hallelujah. Angels fly swiftly to honor God where God is first. Amen. You put God second, everything tanks. These are the things I've delivered unto you. And you are supposed to keep them as I have, not as you have reinterpreted them. I told you that I used to think about doing business because I felt that church was too slow. A lot of work, a lot of blood and sweat. You fast, you pray, you study, you're dealing with people. Today they tell you they love you. Tomorrow they abandon you. You gain five members, you lose 10. This one, a little thing happens in their family, They'll quit coming. Just the time you spend calling them, checking on them. I said, well, people that are doing business, they just get up every day and keep rolling. Huh? If they know what they're doing, money is rolling. This one, people business is the hardest job on this earth. If you don't believe it, you haven't raised children. Uh, any Parent, go and talk to these young parents. I know you help them, you hold the baby and all of that, and then as, as in five, ten minutes, you say, here. There you go. Amen. <laughs> they have them 24-7. Hallelujah. They may not be all that excited. They have to remember, these are blessings of the Lord, particularly if you have three or four and they're all crying at the same time, and they're pulling at you, and all of that, and the mama is tearing her head out. You know, it's like, hallelujah. She don't remember. Pray in tongues. Rebuke the devil. No, she said, <laughs> You haven't raised children if you think that dealing with human beings, because grown-ups act like children. Yeah. They will sit in the corner and be pouting. Something happens, they don't tell you. And then they stop coming to church. And they wait for us to look for them. And then when you don't look for them, they say, see there? Nobody cares about me. That church don't work in love. We are not God. What about picking up the phone and telling us, hey, this happened. Then if we don't respond, then you get something to say. I'm still talking to you about financial breakthrough. In case you don't understand. 
Because what the enemy does is to hand you these things. So when you come, even though you are shouting, you got something messing with you. And you are not allowing the glory to go through you and produce. I want you to run every devil out in Jesus' name. And if what I'm preaching is messing with you, just keep adjusting yourself in the seat. You will not have finished rubbing off the color in that chair until I be done. Mm. Watch now, watch. So the snake knows that if you keep it as I have delivered them to you, you get the same result. So I'm always, I was always trying to do business. And God came to me after that diamond business thing happened. And you know, one of the strangest things that happen in life is that people that are chasing after things can't find them. Those that are not chasing, the thing keeps running after them. Because business opportunities kept coming. I took Elder Thomas. I said, Elder Thomas, come. I said, you're, you're a missionary contractor. He said, yeah, come with me. Let's go to Ukraine. I said, Katrina just happened. You should have eyes to see that the demand for cement is about to go through the roof. You see how those things come? But you could be there. Even if he hit you in the head, you start complaining about cement hitting you. You don't know they're telling you, hey, get you some. There's, there's a lot of business here. I said, Katrina, New Orleans, New Orleans have, they, they have to rebuild it. So I said, come, let's go to Ukraine. Has, they, they have a, a very good grade of cement. I said, let's get a shipload and bring it in here. Hallelujah. And then by the time we finish the deal, our hallelujah would not be hallelujah. It would be hallelujah. <laughs> hey, if you do a deal and you've got some millions in the bank, you'll be shouting thunderous hallelujah. So we go to this meeting. And we're sitting there, and, and all of a sudden, the guy sitting at the head table said, listen, aren't you from Africa? He said, well, I don't know really where that is. I said, but I'm from Nigeria. He said, come on, can you, can you get me diamonds? I said, yeah, actually, I just went in the diamond business. He said, then, cement is too slow. Let's talk diamonds. Let's adjourn this meeting. Come back in three days and show me what you can do. So, even though we went to a conference over there, I never made it to that conference. I was on the phone, working in New York. Beloved, I hope that this testimony blessed your life. When you are in need, the tendency is to start hustling. You don't know that you don't trust God yet. You think you do. You're under pressure. That's why Satan is able to come in and seduce you with gimmicks and all these uh, too good to be true stories. Oh, come over here, do this, and then you turns to this. If he was that good. <laughs> they say that a guy went to the God of reincarnation. He said, listen, I'm coming back to the earth, but this time I want all the money. I want the 
most beautiful women. I don't want any sickness or disease. I, I mean, he just went on and on. And when he finished describing what, a, what life he should have, he said that this God of reincarnation said to him, if he was this good, I won't send you. I will go myself. <laughs> he said, life is filled with challenges and faith is the victory. And you have to have your own journey. You have to traverse this wilderness until you enter the glory and the blessing that God has for you. Learn from those that have gone before you, those that are ahead of you. And you can make the quality decision to just wait and trust God. Spend time with him until now you begin to move by revelation not by pressure of circumstances, not by stress, not by your fears. Yes, that's when you eliminate the errors and God is able to move mightily in your life. Amen. That's what it's all about. We've been doing it for 21 years, filled with testimonies and miracles and glory. That's what happened here yesterday. 21 years of God's glory and faithfulness. And the uniqueness of this celebration that we just had, usually we celebrate what God has done. But this time, he's telling us to celebrate what is to come. The new season. The new glory. Hallelujah. And over time, we will bring you those testimonies and those messages. Amen. We are so excited. It's like we just started yesterday. No matter what the enemy has thrown at us, God has sustained us, kept us fresh and refreshed. And we give him praise in Jesus' name. We are modeling faith to you. We are letting you know you don't have to be worn out. You don't have to be tired. You don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to give up. You don't have to be depressed. You can find an hallelujah in the midst of your storm. In Jesus' name, amen. That's why we keep encouraging you to put your seed in this ground. Resurrection is explosive. Resurrection is glory-driven. Resurrection is a miracle emotion. We're teaching you how to prosper, how to follow God. 770-994-3777. Of course, all the information you need to put your seed in the ground is there. With time, we will have special offerings and gifts and all of that. But Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> we will get there as we continue to grow and mature and get more staffing. Amen. I thank all of you anonymous donors out there. <laughs> Someone told me, hey, I should look for anonymous donors. If you are one of the anonymous donors, we thank God for you. But we know that many of you are watching Many of you are getting blessed. We just got great news that TBN Africa is running a program five times a week. Yeah? Six times a week. Uh -huh. We're only paying for what? Two, three times. So they, they're giving us free programming. Actually, they put on their website, if you want to be revived, if you want to catch fresh fire in your Christian walk, watch the voice of resurrection. Ooh, that is going out to 62 countries. Then how can you be in Atlanta and you will not support it and hold us up? <laughs> we want to put it global. 
Glory to God. And so many lives will be blessed. Heaven will add fruit to your account for propelling the power of this word to the nations. Amen. We thank God for you. It's a great way to begin this week. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.